0: Join me while I chat with people who've already done it, who've retired to something rather than from something. Let's find out together exactly what's waiting for us when we say goodbye to that nine to five. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Beyond Retirement. Today, I'm really excited to be joined by Karen Nicole Bittar. She's an optimization coach, and a, boy, I, I'm tongue-tied today, and a kundalini yoga instructor. Kara, thanks for joining me today.
1: Well, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it, and I'm really happy to be here.
0: So usually I begin my my shows by asking the guests to tell us a little bit about how they got where they are. But I think that your story is going to be the bread and butter of this episode, because it's quite obvious when you hear about it that you aren't where you planned to be. Um, And since one of the themes for the show this season is planning, I think that uh, we could probably dig into it quite uh, considerably about how planning may take a different course at some point. So without any further ado, um, let's just start right off with your story and how you ended up where you are today. In a little bit longer version than normal
1: okay yeah of course and so yes um to to, <laughs> to say the least i am not anywhere that i planned to be anywhere i saw myself being um, what my life is now i really had i had no idea that my life was going to be like this so um, I think this is really perfect for this kind of concept of planning. And so I when I was in middle school, I decided that I wanted to be an attorney. And I was like, you know, wearing like the Harvard Law sweatshirts around and um <laughs> I, so from that really young age, quite frankly, I was like, I'm going to be an attorney and I worked really hard to that end. Like I, even in high school, I graduated with highest honors and then I went on to college where I graduated summa cum laude and I published in a law journal as an undergraduate in college. And then from college, I went on to, I went on to Duke Law and I went there on a scholarship where I also published. And then from Duke, I went to I was recruited by, and I accepted a job at one of the largest law firms in the southeast, and I worked um, as a corporate litigator. So um, basically, I I planned and prepared my whole life to be an attorney, and I accomplished that. I did that, and um, at the firm that I was working at, I was doing corporate litigation. But in addition to corporate litigation, so, you know, we might have these different kind of concepts of, like, corporate law firm and, like, big law firm and, like, what that's like. And, you know, these law firms, they do make a lot of money, um, and our law firm did make a lot of money. And what it did, though, was it gave back to the community in really significant ways. And so one of the ways it did that was that we had a very... Um, strong program where we worked with victims of domestic violence and so in addition to the corporate kind of litigation and law work I did I also worked with victims of domestic violence and I actually ended up doing so much of that work that I was eventually named the, the head of that um, that project in our firm which was quite a large project so at the firm I it was like I had worked You know, I'd planned my whole life to to get to that point. And then once I got there, um, I did have success as an attorney. I felt um, respected by my colleagues and I was getting to do this like very significant kind of work for an attorney, like very challenging, very significant. Um, I was making a lot of money. Um, I was living in a, a nice city, and I had like a beautiful home, and I had like a beautiful wardrobe, and you know, like all the things that I that I planned for, that I prepared for, and that I thought I wanted. And all of the things that I thought were going to fulfill me, were going to make me happy. Um, But I was actually... I was deeply unhappy. And I'm like looking at my life being like I should be happy. Like look at everything I have. Like if you look at my life on paper, it looked it looked perfect. And yet I just felt this like deep unhappiness, this deep kind of emptiness. And you know, I looked at the work I was doing and it was like, well this should be fulfilling work, like I'm working with all these victims of domestic violence. I'm doing all this significant legal work. And it was just like, I just felt, I felt so deeply unhappy. And the thing was, is like, I didn't know why. It was like very kind of a confused state to be in because like, I'm deeply unhappy, but I have everything that I thought I wanted. I had everything that I planned and worked so hard for my whole life. Like, how can I be so unhappy? And I just kept telling myself, like, I should be happy. And I wasn't though. And so eventually it it took me a number of years, but eventually I did leave that job. And, um, it was probably one of the most difficult things I've ever done because it was that job. Like it, it, it meant so much to me because it was like this accumulation of all these things that I had worked for and planned for. And, you know, when you work for a firm like I worked for, that firm has lots of connections and I had this really good resume. So it was like, I could have gotten another job in the legal field or similar, kind of like doing some type of work somewhere. And the firm, even what they do is, um, if people, you know, want to leave the firm, the firm will actually help them get a job somewhere else because they have so many connections. And, 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 so that's normally what people do. <laughs> so, normally when people leave a job like that, that I was in, and, and like the job, as much as I talked about the good aspects of it, it was very high stress, high pressure job. There is a lot of turnover in that type of environment. Um, I had stayed for a number of years. So, um, I wasn't someone who like went in and left. I was in my sixth year of practice. I was on an eight year partnership track. So, I was getting close to making, to, to being up for a partner. Um, and I just, I left without any sort of plan, and it was like there was a, there was I was, it was like a kind of like I said I was in this kind of confused state. It's like I'm really unhappy. I don't know why, but it was like the job was this kind of like this biggest part of my life in a sense. And it was like something had to change. And so part of me thought it must be this job. Like it's, it's the stress. It's the pressure of this job but then it was like there was a part of me that was like if you leave this job and you just go to another job it's going to be different faces different places but you're going to feel the same so it was like I was kind of in this state of not entirely kind of it's not like I had this like great clarity but there was this part of me that knew that like me changing this job isn't going to that's not the answer and so I did something that quite frankly I don't know I don't know if anybody that firm has ever done or would ever do um but I just I just like I left I just left that job and I left without any sort of plan as to what I was going to do as to what my future was going to hold
0: so when that happened How did you feel the next morning when you just didn't have a job to go to?
1: Yeah, so, I mean, of course it didn't happen like overnight. You know, I gave notice. I was there for like a month after I gave notice and whatnot. Um, But so a, a couple interesting things happened. Things that I was not anticipating to happen. Again, like I said, I'm in this kind of, I don't have complete clarity here as to what's going on. So part of me thinks like, I'm gonna leave this job, right? And this this pressure and this stress is gonna go away. And you know, give me two weeks away from this stress and pressure and like I'll figure things out. <laughs> and let me tell you that was nothing close to what happened. So <laughs> I after I left the job, what ended up happening was I realized very quickly that I was in um my health was not in a good state. And it was like, it was so fascinating. It was like I went from operating at this really high level. And then once that job went away, which it was a very kind of all-consuming job. Once that went away, it was like I just completely crashed. And what happened, I mean, I didn't realize at the time, but like I had basically been operating on adrenaline for years. So when that adrenaline stopped, it was like I just like crashed. And it was like everything ached. It was like my whole body ached. I was so tired it was like I felt like I couldn't drive anywhere so to go from like operating at this super high level to being like I don't even feel like I can drive somewhere was just that was surprising to me and just to have my body just feel so achy and so just quite frankly terrible but then something even more surprising happened to me which was that when that job went away. So, so you would think like, okay, I have a Duke law degree. I worked at this, you know, really kind of prestigious firm for a number of years. I have this really good resume. You'd think I'd be able to look back on all of that and be like, okay, I'm not doing that now, but I did it, right? And get some sort of level of like feeling good about myself from that. But what ended up happening was when that job went away, it was like, every shred of like self-worth and value that i had it just went right with it it was like it didn't matter that i had done that stuff it didn't matter that i had that like it's like none of it mattered i felt completely and utterly worthless and so i'm feeling physically terrible and i'm feeling mentally like and emotionally even worse wow and that's <clears throat> i think that's something that
0: listeners can relate to because they leave a job that they've done for their career and suddenly they feel like they're nothing <clears throat> and we all know intellectually that's not true mm-hmm. so how do you how do you recover from that how do you talk to yourself and and get yourself back into the hey i'm a good person kind of thing
1: yeah so that's a great question and um so what i did was I didn't know how to how to do that quite frankly and I didn't actually, I, I realized that I didn't believe that I really had any worth outside of these external things that I was doing and so what I did was I just decided I'm going to give everything I have to getting answers. I'm going to give everything I have to getting my health back, I'm going to give everything I have to, you know, understanding like what is going on? Why do I feel this way? Can I feel differently? And so that's what I did. Like everything I had, I mean, I made it like my full-time job. Like this was all I was doing. This was like what I was putting, like I had savings from my job. This is like what all my money went toward. This is what all my time went toward. And so what I did is I just started like researching and reading and taking different like workshops and classes and um, working with different practitioners and healers and um, I also trained in a number of modalities myself after like I kind of was introduced to the modality then I went and trained in it so I could learn more about it and um, that is what I did and I did that for I did that for a year and a half straight wow And after a year and a half, if I thought I was shocked before, (laughs) let me tell you, after a year and a half, I was more shocked because I felt like my health was in a worse place than it was after a year and a half. And I felt worse. I did not feel better. And it was like the, the, the more I was removed from that job, it was like the worse I felt in a sense. And it was like nothing that I did was really changing that. And I would say some of the things I did, in fact, kind of led me down um, kind of paths that weren't actually productive. But so after a year and a half, though, of trying all of this stuff, and I really gave things a thorough try. Like, I do understand how to research things as an attorney. Like, I was, I was being like, you know, I was really, I wasn't just like trying something and moving on. I was really digging in and trying it. And understanding it and then again like training in a lot of these things myself and um, so yeah after a year and a half I would say it was one of the darkest moments of my life because I had this like you know it was like there was a part of me that was like there's something you can have something more in life there's something more you know what I mean like you can heal your body and you can feel better and you can have something more but then it was like after a year and a half of doing this I was just like oh my goodness what I'm searching for doesn't exist like, this is just what life is. Like, it's just not that great. You know what I mean? It's just this, like, um, I remember when I was working, I had this conversation with one of my colleagues, and I was like, you know, are you, like, excited to get up in the morning? Are you, like, you know, like, does this work really energize you? And, and I could, quite frankly, I thought his answer would be like, yes. But his answer was like, no. He's just like, <laughs> But, you know, this is what life is. It's not great. You know, like, yeah, we do a bunch of things that we don't want to do. And we do a bunch of things that we don't really like doing. And um, but, you know, we have it better than most because we make a lot of money, you know. Mm -hmm. And I mean, and this and um, but, you know, it's like this is just what life is. And I mean, this is this was an individual too, highly educated. He went to Harvard like he was and he was just like very successful at what he did and I, I quite frankly was shocked by his his answer you know what I mean but I you know I'm having these moments this after this year and a half of doing this where I'm like oh my goodness like he might have been right like this might be what life is do you know what I mean and um but even though I felt that way and even though my experience hadn't shown me that life could be different because at that point my ex- my experience hadn't changed my experience hadn't gotten better there was this part of me that was like, keep, keep going, (laughs) keep trying stuff. Because at that point, like a year and a half removed from my job, like I could have gotten another job, I could have just gone back into the profession, like it wouldn't have been a big deal. But there was this part of me that was like, no, keep going. And so I did. And I kept trying different things. And one day, I, I tried a kundalini yoga class. I didn't know what kundalini yoga was. I had done yoga for years, but I'd never heard of kundalini yoga. And so I, I took this class and after that class I felt I felt different. And so then I took more classes. And the more classes I took, the, the better and the better I felt. And the aches and the pains in my body started to going started going away and I started to feel energized. But more than that, like I started to feel this like internal sense of like worthiness, this kind of internal sense of value. And so finding this practice was, it was a, it was a turning point for me. My journey like continued after that, but finding that practice, that was this point in this kind of whole thing that that was a turning point for me. This was like these, it was like the kind of the like, oh my goodness, I can feel different. My body can feel different. I have this internal sense of, like, I have this worth, this value that comes just from me being me, not from these things that I'm doing.
0: That's wonderful. I'm glad you found that because mm-hmm. it, it must have been, I mean, I'm, I'm. lots of people feel the same way that, you know, life is just pointless. We're here on the mm-hmm. earth and we're plodding along and we're doing our thing and that's all there is.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like your coworker who thinks that, you know, hey, we've got it better than most, so this is good. Yeah. I don't agree with that. I think <laughs> we all deserve to be happy and be, you know, be doing something that brings us joy. Yeah. But I'm not foolish enough to think that everybody has the ability right now to do that.
1: Yeah, it takes something it takes something and so like even after once I found kundalini yoga like I said it was this turning point for me and I did go and get trained in it because not because I thought I would teach it or anything I was just like what is this thing that's changing my life and once I trained in I understood more oh this is why it's having this impact on me and then the more I did it it was like the more um, clear-minded I got the more inspired I felt And then from that place, I was able to, like, look back on all of the things I had done before and see, okay, why didn't these things work? Or if there was something in there that would work, why would that work? And then what I was able to do is I was able to see, like, okay, how do – like, how is it that I'm actually functioning here? Like, what is actually going on with me, and how do I – take myself to even greater levels of inspiration and energy and creativity and good feeling. And so, and then I started to like experiment with that. And as I did that, my life transformed even more to the point that I would say it was like every area, every aspect of my life, my relationships, my body, the way I feel the way I look at life everything then transformed but it certainly took something to do that it took an understanding really of who I was and how I functioned and I know that most people are like I know who I am and I know how I function (laughs) it's like of course like you know what I mean but I would actually say I actually think a lot of people actually don't Because I think we're, what I found in my experience was like, we're taught things about ourselves that are simply untrue. Like we're taught, you know, that we're not powerful. We're taught that we don't know. We're taught that we need to become something as opposed to simply that we're here to express our own creativity that's innately ours. Like we're, we're, I I feel like we're very disempowered in a sense and what kind of general societal messaging is. And then there's a lot of other things that play into that. But what i would say is like if you're living in states of like low levels of joy you know if you're living in states of low energy if you're living in states where you're feeling depleted by life i would say actually there is something going on there in terms of you really understanding you and how you function and once i really started to understand okay this is who i am and this is how i function and this is how i'm structured to thrive in this experience that's what really kind of um, brought forth this vast transformation in my life.
0: And so, from from that transformation, is that how you decided, or or when you decided to start your optimization coaching to, you know, help other people realize what you've got?
1: Yes, that's exactly right. I just. I still could have I was still at the point where I could have gone back to practice law. But I decided to do this because one, I'm I'm just absolutely passionate about it and in love with it. I feel like it is my creative expression in the world. But two, because to me it is such a travesty that we have so many people who are just, oh my goodness the talents within them, the geniusness within them, the love within them, the joy within them, like they could have a totally different experience of this experience, they could be in love with their lives, they could be in love with this experience. And It's like, you know, we're each these unique beings, like there is no one who is like us, like we are each unique and like this is our opportunity in this time, in this space, in this experience to have this experience of ourselves and to have this experience of this experience. And it, it's it's such a magnificent thing. And so, but so many people, it's just to me, it's such a travesty that they're not experiencing that. They're living in these low levels of joy. They're living a lot of times I would feel like, like I felt like almost like when I was an attorney, I felt like I was this kind of numbed out zombie in a sense. Like I was just kind of going through the motions. I was It's like, you know, people, how are you doing? Great. You know, it's just like you're saying all the things, but you don't really, you're not really feeling it. And oh my goodness, people can have such a different experience. It's available to everyone. It's available right here. It's available right now. And we don't have to live in these like low levels of joy. But at the same time, it's like it doesn't benefit us when we do that because like we're missing out. But I'd also say it doesn't benefit the world. Because when we're l- really living in what I would call the truth of who we are, when we're li- really living from our fundamental nature, we benefit ourselves and we benefit the world. That's really how we can benefit others. And so, and it's so fascinating to me how we have like this, we have this really kind of high bar for like, what we what we want in terms of like i want to go to this like top institution or i want to make all this money or i want to have this like we have these kind of these high bars but then when it comes to how we actually feel i feel like we actually set pretty low bars and we just accept these states of like kind of this low level joy depletion being stressed out living in states of disease it's like we accept these as normal Like these are not normal, meaning they're not our fundamental nature. They've been normalized for sure, but they're not normal. We can have such a different experience. And so that is what I want for people. I know it's possible. I mean, if I can have it, other people can have it too.
0: So what do you suppose? What do you suppose? What do you uh, say people need to do? Um, Should everyone go and join a Kundalini yoga class? (laughs)
1: well I do I will say I do think kundalini yoga is very beneficial um because of kundalini yoga is very dynamic and and how it works the body and works the beingness so it works on people's entire beingness um and so it is very beneficial so I I think kundalini yoga is great and it really is for everybody it's not just um we kind of have concepts of people who do yoga as being like you know very stretchy and they can like do all the poses and kundalini yoga isn't like that it's it's um it looks very different from the yogas that most people are used to seeing and so um i i do think kundalini yoga is a wonderful thing to do and i I do teach classes i do live stream them and no matter what your fitness level no matter if you've ever been done athletic things before none of it matters and if you're super fit You'll still be challenged by it. Um, it will benefit you. It'll benefit your mind. It will benefit your emotions. It will benefit the body. Um, at the same time, though, I think, you know, do I think it's the only thing to do? No, I don't. I, I think it's highly, highly beneficial, though. Um, I do really believe that the thing for people to do is really delving into knowing and understanding themselves. And so then it's a question of, well, what is really going to do that for people, and so, of course, coming from where I'm coming from, like I found things that did that for me and did them in very powerful ways. And so I think that, the, you know, that these things, the things that, you know, worked for me, like those are the things I can say work. <laughs> do you right. know what I mean? So um, they worked so for you. They worked for me. And um, right. and so whereas other things didn't. And I was able to assess, you know, one of the things that I feel like I, I do offer to people is I've tried so many things that haven't worked. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like there's a level of being able to assess, okay, what does work, what doesn't work, and why. And so, so yes, I do believe in kundalini yoga, but I I also do, I offer programs for people. I have a program called The Foundation, a program called Thoughts, and then I have Coaching. And the coaching is, in, is part of all of the programs. And the other thing that's part of the programs, and in those programs, basically, I lay out... Very clearly, very effectively and very efficiently. Like the first program, the foundation basically is who you are and how you function. It's a deep dive into understanding you. And I do that through recorded information. I do it through coaching with the person. I do it through kundalini yoga because they also get access to my classes And I also customize it for them. So it's like, how does this fit into your lifestyle? And I also do it through these very unique readings that I came across that I learned how to do because I found them to be so incredibly accurate and beneficial. And so as part of the program, you get a reading that sets forth your gifts, your talents, and how you are structured to thrive in this experience. And so I use all of this stuff together. I wish there was like, you know, one kind of magic bullet I could tell people like, go do. And but it's really more of a, a process. But I find it to be a really beautiful process of a person understanding who they are, of uncovering who they are and the readings that I do, I actually do do those. I will do those for people separately. So they don't have to join my programs to do those. I do them separately because I just think they're so beneficial. And I just love seeing people's response to the readings, because it's such a beautiful thing. And then seeing how their life changes once they have them because again it's giving them this understanding of themselves and I would say you know we spend so much time in school and so much time training to do all these different things but like how much time do we really spend understanding ourselves understanding who we are how we function what our gifts are what our talents are how we are structured to thrive like we're all we're all structured differently you know, so I would say we really don't spend that much time doing that, and so I think it's a really worthwhile thing to to spend time doing
0: so going back to you said you tried a lot of different things and you figured okay. out what worked and what didn't work for you, so mm-hmm. that you can sort of figure out for people what might work. Mm-hmm. Does it often happen that what worked? for you doesn't work for someone else or what didn't work for you turns out to be the thing that some person needed?
1: I certainly think that can be the case because I think we're, we're different. We're structured differently and we're different. We kind of have different um, gifts and talents and different creative expressions in the world. For instance, you know, some people who work in those modalities that I use that didn't work for me, like I actually believe them working in those modalities is partly their creative expression in the world so so yes i do think that we're we're different and what i what i would say though it for people is you know when you're trying to kind of navigate that you know really look at like what's kind of what's kind of resonating with you in, in a sense you want to be like what are you kind of feeling drawn to what are you feeling like that might be the thing for you like what has really kind of piqued your attention or gotten your interest because like those that's important you know that might be telling you like that is the thing for you and one of the things that I do do for the people that I work with is I do complimentary discovery calls so we can talk it through and figure out like we can help we can kind of figure that out together like is this the thing for you yeah
0: so what, what type of modalities did you try that you later decided were not right for you? Can you give us just a few examples of things that you know other people might think of too?
1: Um, sure. So I, um, and I'm not criticizing these modalities again. No, I'm, of course not. These just were things that didn't really move the dial for me. So I, I studied extensively flower remedies. I don't know if you've looked into that at all and how to make custom flower remedies. It's actually, it's actually fascinating, fascinating stuff. has to deal with, like, your vibration and how that those um, impact you um, emotionally and mentally and physically. Um, I also became a Reiki master. Um, I became a certified Theta Healing practitioner. Uh, and then I did... Um, Oh, yeah, I didn't... There was another modality. Most people probably aren't super familiar with it that I, I worked in. Um, and then I tried also, to tons of um, different, like, workshops that people were different kind of experts in the field were giving. Different classes, different programs. Um, I worked with different healers, um, like shamans and all sorts of different types of healers. So I really... Had a pretty good um, variety of things, and and the things that I tried too, you know, there were in pretty much every one of them, there was someone who was, and probably multiple people who were like, this thing changed my life. Yeah, and I believe that, I believe that, but at the same time too, I think there was something, there was something too. There's a there's kind of a distinction. Like I I was really looking for something that would transform my life. I wasn't looking for something that was like going to just heal this one thing I had or was going to just, you know, make me feel better or, you know, kind of give me this momentary like boost. I was looking for transformation and I was looking to really understand that, how that, you know, get that transformation and understand it and so, I do think, you know, too, people come with different kind of um, different things that they want. Like I wasn't just like, oh, I have this health issue. I just really want this health issue healed. Right. I wanted so much more than that. And the other thing, too, with me was part of the reason I was so afraid to leave my job was I was like, "What, what will I do if I leave this job? And because I didn't, I didn't like, I didn't, it wasn't like there was this thing that I was passionate about outside of my job that I wasn't doing. I didn't know that I had any passions in life. I didn't know that I had any innate creativity within me. So so for me, like I was looking for, I want to heal my body. I want to, you know, have this sense of if it exists, like I want to know that I'm worthy. I want to know, you know, do I have a passion in life? Like, is there some creative expression that is mine? You know, is there something that I'm in love with in life? You know, I also wanted to, I wanted I wanted differences in my relationships. My relationships were fine. That's what I would say about them. They were fine. They weren't these things that just lit me and just moved me and just, you know, there was, so there was, there was so much that I was wanting. So, you know, when you're coming to some of these modalities, you know, it's like they can do certain things. There might be a limit. There might be some limitation though, on what they can actually right. do. They can't they, do everything. They can't do everything. Which is why I tried so many of them. <laughs> right. But at the same time, like it is a certain level of like, well, what is, you know, what is the expectation for this particular modality? What can this particular modality do? And I will say another thing that, you know, some of these things we don't actually know when we when we go into it. But, you know, I do believe that we are innately very powerful beings and one of the things that I am that I really set forth in my programs is like my programs aren't something that I'm giving people so that they have to kind of rely on me it's quite the opposite like it's really about you knowing and understanding you and the power that you hold so that you go off and be that it's, so I do think there's a distinction too between, you know, one of the things that happened to me as I was engaging in those modalities was I felt dependent upon the people who were practicing them. And I felt dependent upon the modality in a sense. It wasn't about me being dependent on ultimately me. Right. So, um, so I do think again, like there's kind of So it's like I wanted, again, not totally knowing it, but like I wanted a level of like self-empowerment, not a level of I have to be dependent upon this modality and this practitioner. And again, there's there's value in doing things like that. It just depends on what you're looking for.
0: And at some point, I think most people are looking for something that satisfies them and Mm -hmm. what's going to satisfy you or a person depends entirely on <clears throat> what they're looking for so it's kind of a, absolutely absolutely it might be a, might be something very simple that satisfies them just giving to others or it might mm-hmm. be something that you know has to be much deeper and and grow from inside to light them up but i think absolutely. everyone everyone needs that mm-hmm
1: Or they're just going
0: to be wandering around like a zombie, like you said, just going through Mm -hmm. life, answering, "Yep, everything's good, everything's Mm -hmm. fine," and and it's not. Fine isn't okay.
1: (laughs) Fine isn't like why? Why are we like? I love that you said. I mean, why are we accepting these kind of? It's again. I just like we're we're so kind of taught. We're so kind of. It's the messaging is so kind of strong in our society that like, it's almost like if I can just get. If, you know, if I can just, if, if I, you know, I make money, okay, that's good. You know what I mean? Like if I can just kind of, it's almost like, what are you trying to do? Make it to death as safely as possible. Like, no, yeah. no. Like this is about living. This is about reveling in this experience. This is about reveling in your magnificence and your creativity. And I will tell you from someone who I did not think that I was like held within me, like a creativity and like a, everybody does. Everybody does. And it's something that you can just really just revel in. It's just such an incredible thing. There's, there's so much for people. And the thing is, it's so much closer than they think, because they're really holding it inside of themselves. It's just a matter of knowing that it's there and like knowing how to bring it forth. And then their life can, I mean, it can transform. so for for one
0: final word to people who have planned their life and and figure that it's over now, what would you what's your word of advice to
1: them? Oh wow, so people have planned their life and they now think it's over. they've planned their life
0: they've done everything and and now they've come to the end of that plan. What else is there?
1: Well <laughs> that's wow, that's interesting um. There's a a a number of things there. So here's the thing. If someone is here in this experience, they're here for a reason. Like there's nothing that can be over if you're here. Right? So you may have gone through and done what society told you is the thing to do or the thing that, you know, society has deemed as like the important thing. But the fact of the matter is, like, you're here, so why are you here? There's a reason, I promise you. There's something here for you. There's something here for you to experience. There's something here for you to do. 100% that exists. And so if you're here, like this, I mean, this concept of, like, we do these things and then they're over, (laughs) that's, quite frankly, that's ridiculous. Like, you hold within you great knowing, great creativity, and great love. And you can, there's so many different ways that can be expressed, but you are here for a reason. And I would say you're here to express the truth of who you are. You're not here to, you know, go through this, like, First you do this, then you did this kind of society's kind of plan. Like you're here to ultimately express the truth of who you are, the creativity that you hold, the intelligence that you hold, the knowing that you hold, the uniqueness that you hold. It's almost like people are this it's like you're this unique, one of a kind work of art that no one will ever be and no one has ever been like you're here to express that. And when you express that, you benefit yourself and you benefit the world.
0: That's Perfect. Thank you, Kara. That's that. I think that is an excellent message to everybody. And if someone wanted to reach out to you and figure out what they're meant to express, how can they reach you?
1: So the best way is through my website. It's www.karanicolebatar.com. So it's just my name. And on there, you can request a discovery session. I'm happy to you know, talk with people. I want people to do the thing that's really the thing for them. That's really what I want. And so we can talk about that. And then um, on my website too, you can sign up for my live stream classes. You can sign up for the readings. um, And then all my contact information is on there. So you can email me too. It's really the best way to get in touch with me. I'm also on Facebook and Instagram, um, but really my website has all of my information on it.
0: Perfect. And I'll make sure it goes into the show notes so everyone can find it. Thank you very much for being with us today, Kara. I've really enjoyed it. and I'm sure a lot of people have got some uh, illumination out of the things that have happened to you and the fact that what we plan isn't necessarily what's going to happen.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for having me. It was such a pleasure to be here.
0: And that's it for this episode of Beyond Retirement. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. I hope you enjoyed it. Are you ready to start rocking your retirement? Head on over to www.beyondretirement.ca forward slash rocking it and sign up to plan out your own roadmap for retirement. Don't wait till it's too late.